Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. You guys, it's Rick Tittle. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Hope you had a, a good uh, Memorial Day, and uh, you know a lot of uh, brave men and women gave uh, paid the ultimate price to uh, keep all of us free and and allow us to have a long weekend. So I hope that you did get a long weekend, and I hope that uh, did you well. We are in June. So we'll get ready for the June swoon when it comes to uh, baseball teams who are doing well right now. Is that what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I mean, you can't say it's May anymore, right? That was the one thing. It's like, oh, it's only April. Oh, it's only May. No, it's June. This is when you got to start eh, not making big trades, but you got to start thinking about it. That's right. We're here for you. 1-800-878-PLAY. Wait, I'm the GM. You're the GM now. Karen Lyle will join us in about a half hour. She always joins us on Tuesdays in the first hour. She is with salesporttalk.com. And we talk sailing. I have a Broadway actress, Jen Walzen, too. No, just me. Uh, I have a travel reporter. And uh, I also have a, a man who's made a brand new documentary called City of Ali, which is very interesting. Going to the Ali Center in Louisville, Kentucky, and talking to all the people that knew him and We'll look forward to talking to him about the greatest of all time. And then we'll end the show with Matthias Giraud. Matthias Giraud. Actually, it's spelled wrong on my email here. There's no extra R. Matthias, Matthias Giraud. He is part of the documentary called Super Frenchie. He jumps off mountains. He did it once and he died. No, he's a base jumper. So uh, and every, <laughs> I never know who I'm going to interview. And uh, I can interview anybody, huh? All right. 1-800-878-PLAY. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, also sportsbyline.com. Emails rick at sportsbyline.com. And a big shout-out to our troops listening on American Forces Radio Network. Come on back. 
At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hi, this is Ron Barr, and I've got great news for anyone suffering from ongoing pain due to aging, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Relief Factor is a 100% research-based formula that was created to combat the root causes of inflammation. Relief Factor is designed to address sore muscles, stiff joints, aches, and the general discomfort you may feel. There are four key ingredients, and each approaches the body's natural inflammatory response function from a different metabolic pathway. And they've got something special for Sports Byline Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. Head to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. Relief Factor helps to support a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort from the effects of daily living. And you can get yours at relieffactor.com or by calling 1-800-500-8384. Your life, your freedom. Get back to living at relieffactor.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key, so handsome, he's a genius. All right, uh, thanks for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Also, uh, streaming along on twitch.tv, if you'd like to watch me talking to a microphone, and I know that's most people's dreams come true, but uh, you can do that as well. Uh, just look for a sports byline, and there we is. Bad grammar and all. 
<clears throat> we had another incident in the NBA playoffs yesterday of a fan running on the court. It was uh, the Wizards versus the Sixers. And um, over the last week, we had a Sixers fan dump popcorn on Wizards star Russell Westbrook. We had Trey Young spat upon in New York, he of the Hawks. We had a Celtics fan throw a bottle of water at Kyrie Irving and has been arrested for that. I think they're charging him with some pretty serious crimes with that one, too. Uh, felony assault. Yeah, that's uh, that's the same as hitting somebody with a hammer, basically. Uh, I think that's a little ridiculous, but I'm not crying about it. But uh, in uh, the game last night between the Sixers and the Wiz in Washington, D.C., a uh, fan ran onto the court while the play was happening in the third quarter, and he appeared to... There were different angles. They didn't really catch it on the broadcast, but other people... You know, we all have our own movie cameras now, right? So we saw what looked like a guy pretending to make a layup, and a security guard made a uh, open field tackle on the guy, and the guy went down pretty easy. I think he probably thought, I'm probably going to get the hell beat out of me, and then when the guy grabbed him, he's like, okay, okay, and he went down easy, and he uh, held his hands over his head, masked with the nose sticking out, too. That's when you know you're an idiot. I, I really think, even in the midst of the pandemic, the people without a mask were less stupid than the people with the nose peeking over the mask. Just barely. But much like that fan in Boston, um, they're going to be pursuing some criminal charges against them. I don't know what they can charge them with outside of trespassing, but they'll try to uh, try to drum up other things as well. Um, it's it's funny because there was a streaker who ran onto the field at Nationals Park during a rain delay who ended up uh, hiding in the tarp roller before a security guard brought him out. But uh, I heard somebody say on a national broadcast that this is going on because we've just been pent up with a year of rooting from afar. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I think that's a stupid excuse. Um, but there might be some truth to it. But whatever the truth is, I think what we're going to have, unfortunately, and uh, I'm not seeing anything just now, but I think it's ba- we're basically going to get to the point where you're not going to be able to have access to the court and you're not going to be able to sit on the floor. You know, that's always been the one thing about the NBA that other sports don't have. You can literally stick your foot out and trip Shaq if you're Larry David. I mean, did you see that episode? It's pretty good. Guys flying into the stands. Uh, you know, we had the guy push uh, Kyle Lowry in, in Oakland. You remember that? There, there's been all sorts of things with people sitting on the court. But on the other hand, you know, people who sit on the court, who is it normally? Well, it's normally famous people. Or famous fans, you know, the Spike Lees and the Jack Nicholsons and people like that are sitting on the court. Um, you know, it's usually rich people because those tickets are beyond expensive. I remember when uh, the Warriors were in the finals a few years ago 
and before the game, you know, the, the court is just packed with uh, broadcast sets and guys trying to warm up. And so just for a second, I sat down to check my phone in one of those courtside seats. And like I said, it was about a half hour before tip-off. And all of a sudden, the guy taps on my shoulder, and he's, he said very politely, he goes, oh, excuse me, I think you're in our seat. And I went, oh, I'm sorry. And it was Jeremy Renner, the actor, who's from Modesto, by the way, and John Hamm, who gave me a dirty look. <laughs> and I wanted to tell John Hamm that I love him. I think he's... I think he's like Alec Baldwin, you know, handsome actor, yet also hilarious. Um, but that was my interaction with John Hamm. He gave me a dirty look. But I was kind of thinking these guys probably from the minute they walked in all the way down to the court, they probably were, you know, pilloried with, oh, my gosh. Blah, blah, blah. But my point is, is that if you're rich, you get to sit down low. Now, even if you're not rich, you can run onto the court. It's not that hard. They do have guards standing around who are praying, not all of them, but some are praying that they get to be a quote-unquote hero and knock you out. But I never forget, I talked about this a couple times before, but I remember I was at a Warriors game, and this uh, uh, woman was coming back to her courtside seat, and she was arriving late, and she had on these stiletto heels, and she was holding two huge beers in each hand and she was walking to her to her seat holding these two big beers and stiletto heels trying to keep her balance and there was a fast break coming the other way that went by her by inches and I just thought this is so unreal that that people can sit that close all she had to do was trip and she could have you know broken every bone in her body or you know thrown the beers out onto the court I would be, if I ever sat in those seats, and I won't, but if I ever did, I would be petrified of doing something wrong. I don't think I would move the whole game. I don't even think I would stand up. (laughs) Now, the closest I've ever sat was in 1985. It was called Warrior College Newspaper Night. And I was the editor of my college sports page. And so I got to go. It was the first annual. I don't know if they ever had it again. But I sat in the seat behind the front row courtside, which I thought was pretty amazing. And after the game, there were about, I don't know, 15 of us, and we were going to interview Greg Ballard. But he was not feeling well, so we got to interview the rookie on crutches with a cast, and it was Chris Mullen. And I much rather would have interviewed. the. And so I remember Mullen, who at that time still had the long hair, and... He was going to all those Irish bars on Geary Street every night. And listen, you talk about a guy who said, I'm, I'm shaving my head and I'm going on the straight and narrow. He did. And he went to the Hall of Fame. So I give him credit. Still to this day, got the Sergeant Carter crop top, high and tight Marine Corps do working. But I remember he was sitting there. He was in his sweats. He had a cast on. He put his crutches down. And we got to ask questions. And so at that time, there were rumors that he was, like, drinking too much. And I said, are you homesick? And he said, I was at first, but not anymore. That was his answer. So anyway, I digress. All it takes is one, two more yokels or, you know, uh, knock on wood, somebody, you know, getting assaulted 
on the court. All you need is one of those Kermit Washington, Rudy T type of punches in the face. I mean, I was watching the Champions League final, and Kevin De Bruyne went down after a collision with Rudiger, the, the German and Chelsea uh, fullback. And he was down for a long time, and a guy like that doesn't fake. He found out that he had a fractured cheek and fractured uh, nasal cavity. and But that's what I mean. All you need, and it looked kind of innocuous, just two guys going really fast, bam, and Rudiger's shoulder hit him right in the face. But we might get to the point where there's going to be a little fence, because that was the whole thing. And I'll wrap this up in a second. But when FIFA was looking at our stadia for the World Cup and they came out and, like, I remember they were at Stanford where there was eight lanes of track, which sucks. But anyway, the stadium is more or less gone. <laughs> but they said, how do you keep your, the fans off the field? Where's the barbed wire? Where are the fences and the walls? And they're like, what are you talking about? Why would we run on the field? We don't really do that here. Well, it seems like we do it now. And you could say, Rick, those are just three clowns. Well, they could ruin it for everybody. That's what it, that's what I'm getting at. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. 
Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Well, 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 whatever works. 1-800-87-APLAY. You ain't got no other about you, ugly. Sailing takes us away wherever. That's coming up next. Karen Lyles, salesporttalk.com. That's always... It doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? Salesports talk. Salesport talk. I always wonder if there's any two T's. Yes, you need two T's. But I remember first time I went to Southampton, I'm like, there's only one H. It's actually Southampton, isn't it? These are the things that keep me up at night. Plus, I say to the wall, 1-800-878-PLAY. All right. Um, It's too bad that I start off the show talking about uh, buffoon running on the court, and normally I wouldn't. I just kind of think sometimes you people will overreact. You know, they'll overreact and then uh, ruin it for everybody else. And I, <laughs> I remember when I was working in TV, and I used to work a lot of a lot of late nights, and we would be replaying something and. So in the uh, control room, we could turn on, like, Letterman. So I was watching TV while I was working TV, but I was in a chair, so I had, like, the program on my right, and then I would have Letterman on the left. And then one day, some jackass put the live feed of the network on our air, hit the wrong button in the switcher, which was non-sync, which meant everything popped out. And it took a while... I can get into the waveform and being at a minus 40 black burst and all that, but yeah, it's hard to believe that that's what I did for 10 years, Mr. Technician. But uh, came back, and the the TV in the other room was completely removed, which meant no more TV for everybody. It happens. Probably the worst thing, and this is... 
definitely first world problems. But they used to have this thing called grad night at Disneyland where high school seniors would take over the whole park on a certain night from like 8 to midnight. And all it was was just, you know, high school seniors, guys and girls, like, you know, kissy face and all that. And every year the seniors would go and they'd go, oh, my gosh, there were all these hotties from L.A. They were walking around in bikinis and we were like, oh, my gosh, grad night. You already love Disneyland. Disneyland full of all these girls. And it's just you guys. No parents. No little kids. No babies. Sounded pretty fun. Anyway. What's this got to do with anything? Well, I'm trying to talk about people ruin stuff. So the senior class when I was a junior, at the Disneyland Hotel, somebody brought a case of beer, poured ice into a tub, and they had a little party in one of the rooms. And uh, the night of grad night. Do you know what the punishment was? Next year's class doesn't get to go. (laughs) That's all they could do. Because the seniors had already gone. And then my brother's class, because he was a year behind me, he got to go. So they're like, all right, we're taking a year off. (laughs) It It makes no sense. It's like my older brother, in his infinite wisdom, he's so smart. One time he had a cat that, like, ruined a piece of the furniture and his, uh, girlfriend said that uh he ruined the furniture the cat ruined the furniture and he said all right then that cat's not gonna eat for a while i'm like no dummy do you really think the cat starving the cat is going to equate some sort of cause and reaction punishment for ruining the couch no but we're gonna get it now it doesn't really affect you and me all it's gonna affect are you know woody allen and Diane Cannon and people like that. Now, back to basketball and speaking of Woody Allen. The Knicks. I think the Knicks got a little caught up with expectations. What does that mean? Well, they had a great year. Listen, whenever you're the four seed in your conference, you had a great year. You know, not not fantastic, memorable, we'll never forget it, but you had a great year. You got home court in the first round. If you made the playoffs, you had a good year. If you got home court in the first round, you had a great year. Especially for a team like the Knicks, which have been just a also-ran forever, right? And in the regular season, they played Atlanta three times, beat them all three times. So it's like this first round is going to be nothing. We're going right through this. And... They, uh, as I said, they they caught a lot of people by surprise by being the four seed. And Julius Randle's sudden leap to star player, and I mean star, those two things, well, they went hand in hand because Randle got good and so did the Knicks. But just him being an offensive savior does not necessarily mean that you're going to be a great defensive team but the Knicks were a good defensive team. But here's the thing. Randall, this postseason, has stunk. And so have the Knicks as they fell to Atlanta again on Sunday. 
who are now behind 3-1, and they have a game tomorrow night, an elimination game, obviously. So through the first three games, Randall shot 24% from three, no, from the field. That is the worst three-game start to a postseason in the shot clock era. No one, just basically since you've been watching basketball, Dominic, no one's had a worse start ever in three games. Now, R.J. Barrett, the kid, can he bail him out? No. Because while Randall is 13 for 54, that's that 24%, Barrett is 13 for 38. So um, now the game four numbers looked a little bit better on paper because Randall did have a double-double. He had 23 and 10. So he pushed aside those first three games just to say, I'm here. Barrett wasn't invisible. He had 12 points and six rebounds and four assists. But when they were on the court together, they were a collective minus 24. So basically what we're looking at right now is while the Knicks were kind of a fun team to root for, um, having been in a national embarrassment for over a decade. But when you when you raise that bar to the postseason intensity, I mean, it, it's funny. There are some people who say, you know, Barrett's not really going to be a star. He can only be a complimentary piece. Well, whatever. What was Scottie Pippen? He was a star, but he was also a complimentary piece. You could say Clay Thompson is a complimentary piece. It doesn't mean he's not a star. He's too young to make any kind of uh, assessment on him what he's going to be. But the other thing is, is this is Randall's first trip to the postseason. So do you want to cut him some slack? Well, yeah, if you have a heart, but if you're a professional athlete, you don't. You got to step up or not. And do we uh, blame Coach Thibodeau on the nosedive? Knicks fans are all over him. No adjustments, no adjustments, no adjustments. What he does, if you want to know the Knicks offense, they give Randall the ball. He comes down, not a lot of pace to their attack. He sizes things up. Maybe they set a screen. Maybe he tries to create something himself. And so the Hawks are just cutting that all off. Then you could say, wow, he's playing the worst basketball of his life at the worst possible time. Well, if you look back over Randall's career, there's a lot of evidence that he's really not that great a shooter, that this season was kind of an aberration. But uh, for me, what it is, uh, and you could say, well, it starts with defense. Almost always it does. But right now, if Derrick Rose is your best offensive player, you're in trouble. Now, here's the funny thing about Derrick Rose. Do you know how old Derrick Rose is? Because I would say 40. He's 32. Isn't that amazing that Derrick Rose is 32, (laughs) which is not super young, but it's eight years younger than I thought he was. If he's your best player, then you're going to have some problems. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens with the Knicks. But uh, as I said, the whole country might have got a little too hyped for him. Come on back on Sports Violin.
Dominic Jimenez with a sales sport talk feature on the Delta Yacht Club, which was founded in 1941. The Delta Yacht Club is a family-oriented club that is the destination point for members with powerboats. Every Memorial Day, the club has a big party bash for the Memorial Day weekend. Included is a tribute at 4 p.m. on Saturday when everyone gathers to pay honor to our veterans with a story of bravery researched by member Lincoln Mitchell. Lincoln spent many years researching the stories of our brave men and women who have served America, and while he was alive, he shared two of these stories each year with the other club members and guests on Memorial Day. Now his daughter, Rebecca Mitchell Barge, continues this tradition and this year gave honor to two patriots, Lieutenant Fox of the 92nd Infantry Division, an artilleryman and forward observer, and Coast Guard Petty Officer Douglas Monroe of the 7th Marine Regiment, both of whom received a Congressional Medal of Honor posthumously. Here is Monroe's story. On September 27, 1942, three companies of the 7th Marine Regiment landed near the Matanikau River, and before the Marines were a quarter mile inland, they were surrounded, cut off from the beach, and their commander dead. They signaled for help, fought their way back to the beach, and established a tight defensive perimeter. Petty Officer Monroe was in charge of five Higgins boats, which were 36-foot mahogany landing crafts. He was ordered to recover the almost 500 Marines on the beach. As he got closer to the shore, he signaled the other boats to land and turned his broadside as a shield between the Marines and the firing guns. He opened fire with his two small boat guns to attract attention, but he eventually took a machine gun bullet in the head. His dying words were only for the Marines. Did they get off the beach? Monroe was returned to his hometown of Clee Ellum, Washington for burial. The U.S. flag flew over his grave, but was not lighted. So his childhood friend and fellow veteran, Mike Cooley, took it upon himself to walk the few miles from his home to the cemetery to raise and lower the flag at dawn and dusk every day, and did so for more than 30 years. Upon Cooley's death, two Coast Guard petty officers spearheaded a campaign to erect a flagpole with lighting so that the U.S. flag continues to fly over Monroe's grave 24 hours per day. With the members of the Delta Yacht Club, let us recognize, with much appreciation and respect, the women and men, past and present, who serve and have served our country. Thank you for that. You hear crisscross applesauce here on a uh, Tuesday in the first hour. That means uh, this segment is co-hosted by Karen Lyle from SalesSportsTalk.com as we talk about getting out there on the open sea. How you doing, Karen? I'm doing great. I'm just really appreciating um, all of the, the Memorial Day um, celebrations this last weekend for for our our veterans and and those people who have who would not return to us i'm just they've been on my mind all right well said let's bring in our guests and it is chef loita alegre first of all do you have to always be happy when you have a name like that loita 
I am always happy. It just comes with the name, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you've got a catering company, and you ventured out uh, out onto the, the water. Tell us a little more. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love I love being on the water. I'm a fish out of water, and it was just um, it just kind of went with the off season that I do in the ski resort town that I live in, Vail. So it just kind of worked out that the seasons coincided and I was available to do um, excursions to the Bahamas from Florida. Well, Loita, it's such a pleasure to to meet you um, on the show. I'm, I'm really interested in, in knowing how you made that transition from, um, from being a land chef to a yacht chef. Um, well, one of my staff members that I hire, um, she, uh, she lived in Fort Lauderdale for 25 years and she would take off when, when we were done with, with the Christmas season in April, she would take off and she would work in Fort Lauderdale and, and take excursions. And I said, that is perfect because we were off season. That meant no one was coming to ski season. And the first thing you need to do is get the your STCW, which is a certification for safety training coastal waters, and also a medical exam called the EMG-1, which is certified for two years. Um, once you have those in hand, there is a number of ways to get into the yachting industry. Most of it is just by being at the right place at the right time. And with COVID, it was very tricky because a lot of the uh, dock walking that you do where you um, hand out resumes and introduce yourself to the owners and the captains, that wasn't allowed. So it was a matter of um, plugging into all. There is myriad of agencies that you apply online, but you really have to be in Fort Lauderdale or West Palm Beach, because they, when they want to interview you, they, you need to be there. So I went to get my certification in October of this year, of uh, last, last year, actually. It was uh, 2020. And then once I got certified, I went on many interviews, and they were all done over the phone. And this one was, I was finally asked, to go on a boat, and it was a private a private boat, and we we just I met I met them. I was still in Vail when I interviewed, so I I was actually lucky. I didn't I wasn't I wasn't uh, they didn't discount me because I wasn't in the area, so I I got the job from Vail actually, and which is highly unusual to do that. Maybe you could settle a uh, an argument. I know a lot of people. I mean, obviously, Vail is a gorgeous ski resort town, as is Aspen. But I've always heard, as someone who's haven't been to either, that Aspen's a little more quiet, and that Vail's more of a party town. Is that true? <laughs> I think uh, Vail uh, like takes its cue from just the um, the terrain. Is is there's such unlimited terrain there? And yes, I mean, a lot of, you come to Vail to ski and then you stay in Vail because of the summers. 
that's so you may stay for ski season, but then you find out how beautiful the summers are, and you end up there. So, so in other words, Aspen stinks. <laughs> no, Aspen <laughs> is just it's just a different vibe there. I think, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's more. Uh, I I think the saying goes, Aspen has billionaires and Vale has millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Louita, what what is what is the type of cuisine that you prepare? Do you have a wide variety of things and and just adjust it to the to to your um, to the people that you're you're cooking for on a boat, or how how do you make decisions on that? I think um, well, I tell them that I'm Asian, and that's that because they say, "What do you specialize in?" So I will tell them I'm Filipino. Of course, that's. It's secondhand, second nature for me to cook Asian. But the most important thing I found, and I interviewed with uh, Chef of the Year on in the yachting industry, who is Chef of the Year, and I interviewed with him, and I follow him on Instagram. So it's very important uh, to have restaurant experience. And he noticed, he noticed, like, being a private chef, I came from the hotel industry, and I also trained in internship in um, in a restaurant. But it was a hard, hard. You work a lot of hours in the yachting industry, and uh, so the the position that I was in in hotel and restaurant really prepared me for this. And he also looks for that. Uh, experience when he hires. He said he's tr- he's done, he's hired private chefs before, but it shows that they don't have restaurant experience. So he really looks for that. A couple more questions for Loita Alegre, Rick Tittle and Karen Lyle with you. Um, growing up in the Bay Area, Catholic, so many Filipino friends I had, so much Filipino food, which which I love from the, you know, not just the lumpia, adobo, pancit, long slog and, and the hollow hollow. But for me, it's, uh-huh. it's the seasick pork. Uh, what, what are oh, some yeah. of your, uh, like, uh, Pinai specialties? Oh, uh, crispy pork, crispy pork. Mm. Um, I use, I use, a, um, exacto knife and I make cuts into the skin about, um, a quarter of an inch mm. all the way across the skin and then what I do is I, I make it into a roll, and once that, and it's baked and roasted in the oven, but once it's done, you cannot get a crispier skin than that. Mm. And I just love it. <laughs> it's very uh, it's very Filipino because of the fatty, and it's pork, pork rind, basically. Mm-hmm. And so... That's that, but every time I make that, people who wouldn't eat it, like after they eat it, it's 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 very, it's one of the more um, specialized things that I do because it's hard delicious. to get that that skin really crispy. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds delicious, Louita. Um, tell me, <laughs> in, in 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 yachting, there are all different sizes of yachts and different sizes of galleys. Um, in your yeah. in your experience, are you are you doing something for a smaller um, smaller yachts where you are the sole person doing this, or are you running a team? Yes, 
Yes, I um, am. I was uh, the head chef on a hundred and twenty foot yacht, but the there's challenges in both because when you're in a smaller yacht, they may want to go out for longer times. With this owner, we didn't have a problem with provisioning because they had helicopters coming in any time that they wanted, and we could order. And when you're you're going to all these islands, you have to know how much to provision for a certain amount of time. On the larger boats, um, they have, like, they are commercially made. They have walk-in refrigerators, and they're made to go on long voyages. Like the one that um, I interviewed with, he's right now in the Mediterranean, and it took about 15 days to cross the Atlantic. So they have to know what what they everything that they have, and they have a crew of 14 people. And they, it may only be 12 guests, but you're feeding 26 people every day. So at, at so this point, you, oh. go ahead, Karen. Sorry. Oh, I just wanted to know if you have a sous chef that works with you in that, or or is it um, um, my in my capacity on the boat that I was in uh, the sous the sous the sous chef is is not really needed, but I do need someone for service. So she sets the table. She makes sure um, that all the dishes that I want to use for service. We talk about what dishes um, we should use depending on. Um, the menu. So we go over that before, you know, like during the week. And so she sets it up. She puts this, the flatware neck and makes it really pretty, like flowers and, um, you know, ornamentation on the table. And, and she serves it directly to the, to the guests. Last question for you. Um, Everybody, sometimes, even if they have their sea legs, can get a bit sick. And my dad was in the Navy for a long time. And, you know, even one time for him and a typhoon on a carrier, he got really ill. Have you ever have you ever gotten super seasick out there? I noticed that um, when we went, it was it wasn't even rough waters. They told me this is not rough. And I got seasick right away, actually. But I'm one of those that um, I could take a pill, and I was fine after that. Some people will never get over that. I mean, some people, they can put a patch behind their ear, and they do the relief band, which shoots electrical currents. You really have to find that out before you venture in this uh, into this industry, because that is a big part of it. And if you do get seasick, you're going to hate it. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> but no, I, the main reason I wanted to do it was for the adventure. I wanted to travel and see places that I didn't even know the names of. So um, that was my main um, motivation to go. Very cool. We've been speaking with Chef Loida Alegre. Alida, thanks for your time and your insights. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, Karen, we'll talk to you next week, kid. Okay, sounds good. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Pilot.
Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812-800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Tatel is going to go to the air. He's back to pass. He throws deep to the end zone. Batted up in the air. Intercepted by Dan Connors. It was a deflection hit into the air by Willie Brown. And Connors came down with a pass, and the Raiders stopped the Chargers without six, without even three on that drive.
Who cares about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio? All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. We still have another couple hours to go. Uh, your calls, as always, are welcome at the toll free line at 1 800 878 play, 1 800 878 7529. The Champions League final was on Saturday. It used to always be on Wednesday afternoon. And then several years ago, they decided. Why aren't we having the whole world watch this on a Saturday? So, uh, two English clubs uh, involved, and uh, Chelsea and Man City. And uh, I have no love for Man City at all, but I hate Chelsea. I know Dominic kind of likes Chelsea, so congr- you don't. Oh, it was your dad that liked Chelsea? Okay. Um, but uh, Chelsea has already had already won the Champions League once. Uh, Roberto De Matteo, their former midfielder, was the manager, and they. Basically fired him right after. Um, Chelsea won the game 1-0, which means Man City, for all that they've done, they still don't have a title. And I think this is why now Harry Kane will go there in a Kevin Durant type of thing. Like, you got there, you didn't get it done. Now you need me to win two in a row. I think that's probably what's going to happen now. You know, and then it won't look like, oh, you just joined the winner. And it's like, no, they didn't win. Well, they won the league. They won the hardest league to win in the world, which is one thing. But <clears throat> the lone goal scored by Guy Havertz, who's a young German striker. Uh, Christian Pulisic came on late, the first American to play in a Champions League final and the first American to miss a goal. Um Now, it was hard. The goalie crashed out, and he had a fullback in front of him, and he had one chance to try to flick it over, and it just went a little bit wide. His head coach, Thomas Tuchel, speaking of Germans, basically knelt to the ground in horror, but it didn't matter. Uh, Jovan Karofsky won the Champions League for Borussia Dortmund, but he was in a sport coat that night. So congratulations to Christian Pulisic. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Pope Francis has changed church law to explicitly criminalize the sexual abuse of adults by priests who abuse their authority. The most significant changes are contained in two articles, 1395 and 1398, which aim to address major problems and shortcomings in the church's handling of sexual abuse. The new provisions were released Tuesday after 14 years of study. Oil prices rose on Tuesday with Brent topping $70 a barrel as optimism grew over the fuel demand outlook during the summer driving season of the United States, the world's top oil consumer. Prices were also increased after data from China showed that factory activity expanded at its fastest this year in May. Prices were $34 a barrel at this time last year under President Trump. A chunk of space trash has left a hole in the International Space Station's robotic arm, but NASA and Canadian mission managers say the arm's functionality won't be impacted. USA Radio News.
Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. As the United States is coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, many countries around the world are not faring as well. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. While COVID cases in the United States continue to trend downwards, Vietnam is putting aggressive restrictions in place to deal with a surge in COVID cases following the discovery of a new variant of the virus in that country. Vietnam's largest city, Ho Chi Minh City, has been placed in lockdown for the next two weeks, with the government planning to test all of the city's nearly 9 million residents for the virus. Vietnam has seen a surge of more than four and a half thousand COVID cases in the last month, more than doubling their reported cases since the beginning of the pandemic. As concerts and live music make a return to America, a concert featuring punk bands is slated to take place June 26 at VFW Post 39 in St. Petersburg, Florida. People who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 will be able to get a ticket for $18 in advance. People who are not fully vaccinated are being charged $999.99 for the same ticket. We are USA Radio News. If cancel culture and censorship continue at their current pace, there will be nothing left of the truth. The Epic Times was founded to keep truth alive. We ask the questions we think you'd ask. We check facts without regard to any political agenda. No one tells us what to cover or how to cover it. We have a special trial subscription offer right now. One month of the Epic Times and total access to our amazing online content for just $1. You'll find it at TrustedNewspaper.com. One month, $1. TrustedNewspaper.com. World leaders are pushing back on China's claim the coronavirus pandemic began in the wild. Some lawmakers are saying the cozy relationship between China and President Biden and his family may hinder the truth. House Oversight and Reform Committee's Congressman James Comer on Fox News explains. Well, I think the Democrats could also fear that the Biden uh, conflicts of interest with China may come to light. You know, the Democrats were very outspoken in their concern about Russian uh, relationships with the Trump family, with Russian business relationships, which we've all know now never were true. Those were conspiracy theories by, on behalf of the Democrats. Now we have factual evidence that China has, uh, you know, betrayed the United States trust in, in the worst possible way, but yet the Democrats don't want to get to the bottom of this. And I think that, uh, you know, the relationship with Hunter Biden in China, the fact that uh, during the Obama-Biden years, uh, they clearly gave China uh, a free reign to do whatever they want with respect to trade, with respect to uh, climate regulations. And now we've got, you know, pretty solid evidence that China played uh, the major role in creating this virus. And at the very least, they covered it up. They know a lot more than they're telling us. Right. And yeah. it's just uh, really disappointing the Democrats won't try to get to the bottom of this. Thanks for listening. It is well appreciated. For USA Radio News, I'm Lance Prime.
You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then, if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us. What's going on with you? What's going on in your sporting world? This is why we're all here, you know, is to talk about football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto boxing, Olympics, cruise, trouble, chess, jiggers. One thing I'll say about that newscast we do at the top of the hour, that sure gives equal time. <laughs> I think... I think it definitely skews one way, but hey, to each his own. 1-800-878-PLAY. More um, Julio Jones rumors. And um, it's funny you think about how good he is, but with $15 million in the contract and 32 years old, a lot of people are now saying, yeah, don't expect a big haul, as they like to say, for Julio Jones. I think if you're a wide receiver away from getting to the Super Bowl and you know he's going to be good for two or three more years, why wouldn't you give up a first-round pick, especially when first-round picks? I mean, I look at the first-round picks that my team has made in the last five years. I think maybe only one of them I'd really like to keep. The other ones I don't even think I would blink if they traded them. So we'll find out about that. We're also heard about Lynn Bowden Jr., who the Raiders took in the third round last year and then traded him in camp. Apparently it was because there was an arrest made that they thought that Lynn Bowden lived in a drug gang house, which he didn't. I mean, first of all, they didn't do their due diligence on that. And then when he got rumored for it, they didn't do their due diligence after that. Who's running the show? Moron. Socrates, Aristotle, Morons. All right, 1-800-878-PLAY. Big shout-out to our troops listening, both home and abroad, wherever you might happen to be. It's great to have you with us. I'm on your side. You're doing a great job. We get into the entertainment world here uh, as well. Isn't it all entertainment? Uh, And we'll do that uh, coming up uh, this hour. And uh, if you want to send a tweet at me, it is at Rick Tittle. Take a quick break. Come on back. It's time for some straight talk. 
You've got real work to do, but everyone's sucking up the free Wi-Fi faster than a mocha choco double frap on ice. So be your own hotspot. Now with Straight Talk Wireless, get 10 gigs of hotspot data with the ultimate unlimited plan. Just 55 bucks a month on America's largest and most dependable networks. You don't have to find a hotspot. You are the hotspot. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie. Your home for everything home. Download the app today. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Check me out. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the globe on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome Broadway actress, singer Christina Alabato. She's here to uh, talk about the new musical that she's a part of called uh, Stone Crossed by Philip David Stern. 
Christina, welcome to the show. And I always think it's interesting when someone says, hey, it's a new musical, because I think a lot of times we get so caught up on just the the standards that seem to run uh, for decades at theaters and the West End or on Broadway as well. What's it like to be in something brand new? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for having me, first of all. Um, yeah, you make it a fascinating point, which is that, like, you know, I wonder if everybody realizes how many new musicals are being developed. You know, while you see the Wicked's and the Hamilton's happening, there are a bunch of shows getting developed and worked on and um, just being crafted into the shows that become the Wicked's and the Hamilton's. Um, and I'm so happy to be working on Stonecross. Um, you know, to work on any new show is exciting because you're seeing it and working it from the ground up and you're, you know, watching it change and develop and just getting to be involved in any sort of musical or play or project from the ground up like this. Um, it's, it's my favorite thing to do within the business. Um, and it, it feels really creative and fun and um, exciting to see where it goes. I think it's too, it's true what you said too about uh, these new ideas because it's, I just wonder the pitch that, that Philip made when someone was like, what's the new musical? Okay, it's about a couple that's in love. Yeah. Is it a young mm-hmm. girl trying to make her way in, the, in Broadway? No, no, it's two cavemen. You're like, what? So <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little bit about uh, Jewel and Stoney. Yeah, Jewel and Stoney. I mean, so we were discussing, we think this is the first musical set in the Stone Age. Um, Stone Ages, we think. But it's just a, you know, it's a really cool contemporary score um, within the Stone Age. And you meet Stoney and Jewel. And it's kind of this star-crossed lover thing. Or like Philip likes to say, stone-crossed lover. Mm-hmm. Get it? Um, <laughs> Got it. But, you know, it's it's really a story about two teenagers that, you know, they, are, they live on opposite sides of this, like, fault line. And they are taught believe that the other side is dangerous and um the opposite side is you know you can't we can't get along we can't be in the same you know circle and you know throughout the show it it really does have you question the things that we're always questioning even now which is can you know this thing that we're taught that is dangerous these people we're taught that are not like us so we can't be with them we can't be friends with them we can't make connections with them i mean that's essentially what this is asking within the musical and um you know, they find each other uh, and they have to sort of figure out if they can, you know, live within these, uh, break beyond these um, things that they were taught, which I think is something we're always asking ourselves, I hope. Yeah. The other thing, too, that I admire about uh, theater performers and musicals like yourself is that it's hard enough to be able to act it's okay. impossible enough to be able to sing professionally and then to have the talent to dance, to have that triple threat. I mean, I'm sure you've seen people that could do one or two of those things, but, but to do all three, how hard was that to, you know, uh, specialize and perfect all those? Yeah, I mean, I do think that musical theater is such a specific talent that people have that can do it um, because, like you said, it's very, very... Um, specialized in a way um, that you have to be able to do these three things. Sometimes dancing, you know, uh, at least me, um, my career has, I don't dance as much, but I have, but I also do dance and I have to dance in shows. And so it's something that you have to be comfortable with, whether it's like the third one on your list or, you know, or if singing is your third one, you have to be really comfortable figuring out how to sing. So it is this amazing thing where you get together these people that uh, we, that we kind of share this love of those three things together. And it is what makes musicals so, I don't know, to me so special. And when I was growing up, like I wanted to be a part of that because 
it's there's something so exciting and igniting about a musical that just is not the same as anything else. It's so unique. Um, so that's kind of why I love it. Pretty cool. We're speaking with Christina Alabato, Stone Crossed, and uh, the uh, music available from BroadwayRecords.com. A couple more questions here. Um, you know, I, I think you sort of specialize in these these musicals coming out of nowhere because you were an, an American idiot. And I was thinking, you know, who's going to do a, a Broadway musical Green Day? And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> They're going to do one? But how fun was that? Oh, my God. That show, that was my Broadway debut back in 2011. And I got to do the show with Billy Joe, with mm. Billy Joe Armstrong. And wow. um, it was so, I mean, I've never felt more rocking on stage. Also, like, what a weird way to, you know, make my Broadway debut with this punk rock star um, on a Broadway stage, sort of like, you know, kind of saying, hey, the musicals don't have to be all the music mans in the Oklahoma. It can also be this, like, seriously rock and punk musical. Um and it was the most fun I've ever had. Also, my neck hurt a lot. There was a lot of head banging, but it was really, really awesome. And cool to do a show that, like, you know, again, I think all these shows are trying to go past the boundaries of what musicals are supposed to be, right? What they're supposed to be about. Even this, like the Stone Age. Like, you can make anything work in this world with crafting. And also, like, people want to see different things. I think. I do, you know. Yeah. And also, I think, too, that the, the stigmata sometimes that... Uh, musicals uh, get of, uh, or I should say, stigma of, you know, it's like, oh, it's it's just for old ladies. and uh, But then again, like when I was growing up, I was a kid when Grease came out. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked when I've, I've seen, you know, Phantom like three times. But I always like it when something, I get dragged to something and I love it. Like there was a play called the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, uh-huh. which was a really fun musical and uh so is that also do you kind of like because the 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 theater people are going to be there for you but do you like sort of indoctrinating the people who are a bit quizzical oh that's my goal always you know if you look at my body of work i've done some really interesting work within my um life in theater i did the david bowie musical Mm. i did spring awakening which was this amazing folk kind of brechtian style musical that incorporated amazing music i've done a lot of shows that were doing exactly what you said come to broadway come over here person that doesn't think they like musicals you're gonna like this one um and (laughs) and i think that's what's amazing about hamilton right it's that hamilton has broken all these boundaries people that i never thought would want to watch a musical are obsessed and know every word and i think my book as someone that is going to do this for the long haul that's what i want musicals to do i want people that don't think they have a love for musicals to be like wait, this is, like you said, this is not just for this group of people. This is this can be, you know, overarching and reaching to everyone. And, um, yeah, I want I want the skeptics of musical theater to come to Broadway and watch all the shows and be like, ah, my mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> was that Bowie one? Was that the Lazarus one where they took some of the stuff that, and they made it right after he died? Is that the one? Yes. So, um, yep, that is what I was a part of. But he... He wrote, so I was in development with him. He he passed in the middle of our run. So uh, he literally, it was his final work that he wanted. It was so important to him. David Boy was a huge musical fan. Um, I don't know if people know this about him, but he would talk to us about it all the time. We did a cast album because he always said the off-Broadway cast album of Hair was something that he loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to capture our off-Broadway company, um, you know, with with his musical so it was an incredible moment in my life and um i feel incredibly fortunate that i got to work with 
a legend. Also, mind still blown that I even got to do that. Wow, that's cool. The play is called mm-hmm. Stone Crossed, a new musical by Philip David Stern. The music available on Broadway Records. Dot com. We've been speaking with one of the uh, stars here, Christina Alabato. If you ever do any theater in uh, San Francisco, come on in the studio. We'd love to have you. Oh, I would love to come on by. And I hope everyone cat- um, takes a listen to this album. It's it's compiled of a bunch of Broadway actors, and we all sing on all these tunes and tracks. And it's just such a cool contemporary eclectic score that I feel like people will love. And it just kind of gets in your bones. And I get stuck to these songs literally every day. Um, it was so fun to record and work on. Very cool. Once again, BroadwayRecords.com, Stone Cross. Christina, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll catch up down the road. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-807-1981 800-807-1981 that's 800-807-1981 Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, Just let us know, and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. 
Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. All right. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show travel reporter Rico Galliano. He has a, a new podcast called the Mubi Podcast, M-U-B-I, which is going to be uh, launching here in a couple of days uh, on uh, wherever you want to get your uh, podcasts uh, from. Uh, Rico, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more about what this is going to be all about. Oh, my. Thanks for having me. Oh, and thanks also for spelling M-U-B-I. A lot of people think it sounds like movie. It's oh. <laughs> B because it's the Internet and it's fun. Yes. Um, so the podcast is about, oh, man, that's a, I wish I had a, a fast answer to that. It's basically looking at, a foreign culture through the lens of a movie that was a gigantic hit there uh, and a huge cultural phenomenon that many people, I think, in other countries either might not be aware of or if they're aware of it, may not realize just what a huge phenomenon it is in that country. The idea being that if a million people in this one place in this one time were really into it, it says something about that culture, or at the very least, it tells you something about their pop culture. It's just another way of, of learning about another uh, country and another people. And it's been, I know, eye-opening to me and a hell of a lot of fun. When you first heard of the idea, what one or two movies kind of hit you as an example of what you were trying to get there? Um, when I came up with this thing, the first film that came to mind is the first film that we tackle on the show, which is a Dutch film called Turkish Delight. Do you know this movie? Is that Paul Verhoeven? It is Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. Um, I, I wish that you hadn't heard about it at all, because then it like proves my point even more. It's like in, <laughs> in the Netherlands, in the Netherlands, that movie was um, named the greatest Dutch film of the 20th century. A quarter of the population saw that film when it came out in 1973. For the rest of the world, it's mainly like... You know, Paul Verhoeven, we all know him from RoboCop, Starship Troopers. Mm -hmm. And you might know that this was one of his early films. You might even have seen it. And it's kind of the movie that it's like maybe launched his career, given an international reputation, launched Rucker Howard's career. But that's basically what it's known for. And in the Netherlands, it was just this huge cultural phenomenon. I mean, it made both of the stars, Rucker Howard and Monique van de Ven, these kind of national icons. And I know also, I'm a fan of the Netherlands. I've been going there almost every year since 1999. And 
when I saw this movie, I just couldn't reconcile it with the country that I knew. If you've been to the, if you've been especially to Amsterdam or the Netherlands, you think of it as this place that's very modest in a lot of ways, and it's very easygoing. It feels like, at least, from an outsider in a lot of ways. And this movie is not easygoing. It is not low-key. It is, it's crazy. It's Overhoven, right? And I was trying to reconcile that with, you know, my kind of very touristy, I think, view of the country. And I think I learned a lot about its history, for sure, when I uh, dug into the movie and about its uh, 1970s counterculture that it came from. It's very interesting. Yeah, I was just looking up that movie as you were talking, and uh, I like it says the plot. Eric, a sculptor in the Netherlands, wakes up recalling a disturbing dream uh, where he frantically picks up random women from the streets and takes them back to the studio for sex. That's, yes. the, <laughs> that's the plot right there. That's not even how it starts. In the first 20 minutes of this movie, we talk about this on the show, the first 20 minutes of this movie, he fantasizes about a double murder. He has random sex with just an, an endless array of women in various explicit ways. He gets picked up by the side of the road, has another sexual encounter. They get back on the road, and it immediate, they immediately spin out and crash into a tree. It's, like, it's this insane whiplash. <laughs> Of a movie, I'm not even giving you half of what happened. <laughs> what we'll the watch now? No, I I was just in Amsterdam two years ago. I've been going there many many times. In fact, with the old when I was in college in the '80s with the rail pass and the hostel card and all that, Amsterdam, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, and uh, that's the the first place where I stayed out all night was Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like I never I never went to bed. So. Uh, I I can I can kind of see it. I mean, not the 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 murdering sex in the streets type of thing, but uh, I can kind of see it. Yeah, well, I mean, it is interesting because that was the idea. I first went to Amsterdam in '99, and that was my vision of Amsterdam was kind of what you're describing. It <laughs> right. was like I imagined. You know, what did you know as an American in your 20s? Mm-hmm. What do you know about Amsterdam? It's legal weed and prostitution. Mm-hmm. And I got there expecting that was all I was going to find, and instead I find this you know, very civilized society that has this place, the red light district, where you can go crazy and stay up all night, but is also in the rest of the city, this very kind of modest and I'd say low key kind of place. And that's when I thought it was like, oh, that's the key. That's, that's the real Amsterdam. That's the Netherlands. And then you see this movie and you're like, oh, there's a, there's a bunch of different levels to this country. Couple more questions here for Rico Galliano, the new pod, uh, podcast, the movie podcast. What what would be another movie that a country just absolutely you know has adoration for, and the rest of the world is kind of like eh? Oh, is eh? I mean, I think each of the movies that I picked, I still think that there were audiences around the world that got into it, but just that didn't have the kind of immense cultural impact that it had. I think the the second film we tackle which is some in your audience may have seen and be fans of. Um, it's a Bollywood film called Diwali Dalani Lejenge, also known as DDLJ, which, I, you know, there are a lot of Bollywood fans around the world, and uh, you may have seen it. It's a, an incredibly popular film. But I think to those outside the country or outside the Indian diaspora, it's a movie that is very, uh, it's fun, and it's kind of globetrotting, and it's sweet, and kind of has an epic quality to it, but I don't think you can fully appreciate how big a deal that movie is in India and for the Indian diaspora. It is, it was enormous when it came out in the mid-90s. 
and had a huge cultural impact. And it's still, I mean, suffice to say, there is a movie theater in Mumbai that has been playing this movie nonstop since it came out. Well, except for pauses for the COVID lockdown Mm -hmm. for 25 years. It's never stopped playing in this one theater. <laughs> so, and I mean, it made stars. Both of the stars of the film are now like gigantic megastars in a way they weren't before this film. It kind of created almost an entire little subgenre of romantic comedies that were set overseas and for a certain amount of time. Really fascinating. I just looked it up. The translation, as you know, the big hearted will take the bride. But in yes. 1995, when it came out, um, the, uh, what is the Indian currency? I'm, I'm ashamed. I don't know what it is. Is that a, uh, oh, uh, what is it? Yeah. I used to work for marketplace too. So I shouldn't, and I did a story about it. I'm sorry. It's just escaping me. At the moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, rupee, right? The rupee. Yeah. There. Yes. Okay. Um, it earned over a billion, uh, rupees, uh, which is about 33 million U S. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I, 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 yeah, I'm still there. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. For, are you there? Oh no. oh, no. Wow, I can hear him. Can you hear me now? Maybe he thinks I hung up on him. He didn't know what a rupee was. <laughs> That's weird. Usually I start to hear them kind of fade away there for a second. But uh, all of a sudden, or you can just play the can you hear me now card. There's another way of doing it as well. Do I have you uh, back there, Rico? Uh, you do. Sorry, oh. that's the wireless. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> it's no problem. Just real quick, one last question. I've always found like the more small or, or parochial countries will embrace a movie that might not even be that good of a movie, but it was about their country. So that's like, oh, that's us. We we love it, even though deep down I think, that eh, wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a phenomenon out there. Although the, the movie that we tackle kind of is a, a little bit of a twist on what you're talking about was a movie that is semi-obscure. I mean, it's definitely obscure everywhere, but in, in its country of origin, it was uh, a movie called Yesenia. It's a Mexican film. And we talked to actually a Mexican film scholar. It was, it was also a telenovela, mm. the story of this movie. And we talked to a Mexican scholar who's kind of a scholar of both Mexican cinema and of telenovelas. And he had never heard of this film. <laughs> it was the biggest movie in the history of the Soviet Union. It was the biggest hit film in the entire history of that country. And the story of why that happened is pretty interesting. Maybe I'll leave that as a, I don't want to give a spoiler. Yes, and uh, for more of Rico Gallianano, make sure to check out the Mubi podcast. That is M-U-B-I, wherever good podcasts are heard. And, uh, of course, the online publication uh, Notebook is another platform for that as well. Rico, sounds like a pretty cool idea, and uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, have fun with it, man. Thank you, and uh, thanks for having me on. No problem. I appreciate it. Uh, Rick Tiller with you. And uh, we got some uh, open lines on the other side as well. And uh, I don't know. I I think I have to see Turkish Delight now. (laughs) I'm not a big Rutger Hauer guy, but we'll see. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Byline.
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. When you begin a new business venture, it's easy to get excited and want to tap into different markets. But spreading yourself too thin can result in missed opportunities to capture an engaged audience. Instead, stay focused on your niche and constantly optimize your products and services. Create organic SEO growth because it drives trust. And be sure to reinvest in your digital marketing. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's the perfect season for a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Summer Sale Event. Save up to 45% on secure PCs built for business with Windows 10 Pro. You'll also find great savings on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and other accessories to help boost productivity. Plus, enjoy free shipping on everything. Do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL for business specials during Dell's Summer Sale Event. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You're so ugly, you could be a modern art masterpiece. I'm 33% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. All right. Um, We're going to all watch together Turkish Delight on the Rick Tittle Patreon. It's only $5 a month, and you get... I don't have a Patreon. 
Anyway, 1-800-878-PLAY. We're here for you. We're taking your calls. We're talking sports. Yeah, that's right. I said sports. Sports, 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 sports. Everything to basketball, to baseball. Uh, Bill Cower made the news today. He fell down some stairs. No, it was an interesting way um, because he has a new book called Heart and Steel. What a giveaway. A lot of stories from his childhood. One time I messed my pants on the Matterhorn is my favorite one. And his personal life. It's his autobiography, ghostwritten by Michael Hawley. But um, a lot of different revelations from his 15 years as the Steelers man in charge. Um, You might be surprised to learn uh, which team Cowher feels was his best Steelers team. He said the 1997 Steelers, who lost to the Donkeys in the AFC Championship game. And uh, also the reason Pittsburgh decided to move on from Rod Woodson in 1996. But one topic Cower did not address in his book is the Spygate scandal that may have contributed to his team losing to the Patriots in not one, not one, not two, not three, not, not one, but two AFC title games. Now, despite evidence suggesting that the Patriots had that unfair advantage in both of the games, Cower does not blame it. He also doesn't blame Belichick. He said, it's only cheating if you get caught. Like any player, if you're going to hold him, don't get talk. Don't get caught. If you get caught, you're wrong. If you don't, you're right. I always thought we never lost the games to New England because of Spygate. If he got the calls because we didn't do a very good job of making sure we signaled those in, that's on us. It is not on him. Because we're always looking for competitive edges. I think as any coach, whether it's someone's stance, someone's split, someone's formation that tips off a play, You're looking at someone's eyes. How are they coming out of a huddle? You're always looking for those little things that give you a competitive edge. And that, to me, was what that was. Huh. Interesting, Coach. Now, in an in-depth report by ESPN back at the time, when it looked at uh, the recording uh, of their stuff during their first championship run, The ESPN report said the Patriots had handwritten diagrams of all the Steelers' defensive signals during that championship game, which the Patriots won 24-17. And then three years later, the Patriots beat the Steelers again in the AFC title game. And Cowher said, once again, quote, we didn't lose the game because of Spygate. We lost the game because they executed better than we did. Okay. Now, there are players on the Steelers that don't necessarily agree with those sentiments. One of them is the fantastic wide receiver, Heinz Ward. He said, when we played New England in the championship games, we would audible and the whole defense switched to the side that we were running. 
I just don't understand how the Patriots knew all our audibles, all our signals. End quote. Now, Jerome Bettis, the bus, who I think is in the Hall of Fame for some reason, he said, the Spygate thing, that was frustrating. Looking back, there were opportunities that were blown that was very hurtful. But you can't cry over spilled milk, and we lost those opportunities. We should have played better, and we didn't, and we can't do anything but blame ourselves. End quote. Now, I... I completely understand what it's like for Cower to take the stance of just be a man, okay? Quit crying about it. Um, you do look for tips, especially with a pitcher in baseball. There are little telltale things they give away, and I think one of the things you should do as a good pitching coach is to look for those things yourself before somebody else can get them. It's funny because my um, friend who went to Kennedy High in Richmond, JFK, where, where I wanted to go because all my friends were going there, but I had to go to the Catholic school, all boys, Salesian. When I was a senior, he said, watch our quarterback. I won't say his name, but I remember it. He said, watch our quarterback. When he gets down uh, to take the snap, he'll rock back and forth before every pass. And if he stays completely still, it's a run. And I'm like, they that's the easiest tip I've ever heard. He's like, I know, but he just does it. The coaches try and stop him, but he can't. (laughs) And sure enough, every time he was going to pass, he would rock back and forth, back and forth, uh, blue 91, blue 91, hut, hut. Now that's a high school game. But if you're in the pros and you have hand signals, you can look at the hand signals and try and figure them out but you can't videotape them because then you can go back and look again. But I think what Cower is saying is that, well, we should have switched them up. That we messed up. The only thing I think is wrong is when he said, if you don't get caught, then you're right. <laughs> I remember my friend uh, Pietro, he said in Italy, if you cheat and don't get caught, you're celebrated. Not like you dastardly... It's like, wow, you're really great. (laughs) It's kind of like, what was that village in like Belarus that there was a kid who he was like a 16-year-old hacker and he got millions of dollars off of U.S. credit card fraud and they finally found out about him and they shut him off, but there was no extradition treaty and he had a... um, party in the town and because he was now a millionaire he paid for food for everyone and he was like they, they put him up over their shoulders and they marched him around the town <laughs> for stealing <laughs> millions <laughs> look I understand there was a uh, very famous uh, drug dealer had a huge huge um, funeral uh, in Oakland but my uh, buddy, who's African-American, he grew up in Oakland, and he said that that drug dealer would show up to the playground and just roll these NBA basketballs onto the court and just said, have fun, everybody. So I understand the benefits, uh, but yet on the, other stand, on the other hand, the cheating that Belichick did, it is against the rules. And I think it's funny, if there's any one head coach in all of sports, outside of maybe Coach K, who was in the Army and went to West Point, 
I would say it would be Bill Belichick that would understand the um, necessity for regulations. And with his dad's connection with the Naval Academy and how Bill Belichick grew up in Annapolis as a ball boy and all these other things, his respect for Navy, that he wouldn't cheat. But then again, as I said, any competitive advantage that you're going to get, you're going to get. Now, instead of lamenting over what his teams didn't do, Cower is appreciative of what his teams did accomplish in the book. Remember, he was only the second coach in the history of the NFL to make the playoffs his first six seasons. He became the youngest coach in NFL history to take a team to the Super Bowl. You know, he was only 38 at the time. And that season, the Steelers became the first team to reach the Super Bowl after starting off 3-4. and four. So in Super Bowl 30, Cower called a very gutsy game that attempted the the um, earliest onside kick in the history of the Super Bowl, and that nearly play, uh, paid off. That was a late interception uh, by Neil O'Donnell to Larry Brown, if you remember. That was, uh, and then Al Davis said, I want Larry Brown. But two years later, that 97 team that he said was the best, and they had three thrilling overtime victories in the regular season, and that uh, was the Cordell Stewart year. He became the first player in NFL history to throw 20 touchdowns and run for 10. But then his 4 team, they won 15 games in the regular season, and the Steelers became the first sixth seed to win the uh, Super Bowl. Now, I always have a bit of umbrage by that because the Raiders were the first ever wild card to win the Super Bowl, so that was below the sixth seed, but whatever. It's semantics. The uh, Steelers beat the Seahawks uh, after winning three consecutive road games, and um, all that success, of course, led Cower to be, um, well, he's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this summer. He said, I have no regrets at all, and I think that's what you'll see in this book. I have a lot of lessons I've learned about playing, coaching, being a father. How do you deal with people? How do you lose someone? How do you deal with grieving? I went through grieving with three daughters, and I talked very openly about that in my book. Part of life is not to have regrets, but what did you learn from it? Did you grow from it? I'd like to think I haven't stopped growing. That's from uh, Bill Cower. Now, one thing that I admire about Bill Cower is outside of being a Hall of Fame coach. And, man, the Steelers, they went from, what, Chuck Knoll to Bill Cower to Mike Tomlin. Those are basically the three coaches my whole life. The Steelers have had three coaches. It's insane, the longevity there. But <laughs> Bill Cower, many times as he got that cushy, cushy paycheck, which he has earned, to just sit there and, uh, you know, talk at halftimes and pregames and stuff. So many times people have said, he's coming out of retirement, the Raiders are going to hire him, blah, blah, blah. It never happened. Let's go to a break and we'll get a little time with Charlie. Come on back on Sports Byline.
Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Tittle is a majestic stallion. Oh, you know, I talked about the stability of the Steelers. Let's go to Charlie, who's on hold. What's going on, Chuck E. Cheese? Hey, what's up, Rick? I wanted to uh, 
talk to you about a cower. Are you? Well, I also wanted to talk a little hockey, but mm-hmm. you made me think about cower. Are you surprised he, he when he retired? He stayed retired. Yes. Uh, so do I. I always thought he was going. Wasn't he like tied to? Um, I never. You mentioned he was uh, the Raiders. He was going to go. I, I thought he was. Um, didn't his wife pass? Um, I don't want to. But didn't his wife pass away at a relatively early age? I think so. Yeah. And then I, I there was. I remember there was a rumor or something that tied him to Carolina. I think at one point because his daughter or his kids were going to school there. Or I, I don't. But yeah, I was always. I, I I just remember him. You know, obviously these great teams, but they would always lose in the championship game, whether it was to uh, the Harbaugh. Remember when they lost to the Colts, mm-hmm. or or I don't know if that was a championship game, but uh, or you know whatever. They just kept knocking at the door, and, and then he. But yeah, I was sort of. I always thought he would come back and coach, but you know, I guess he, uh, much like. Uh, Gruden before Gruden decided to come back just liked his TV deal and not having to work. Yeah, I think these coaches, they're just so used to not being able to breathe, being in charge of everything, and then all of a sudden they're sitting behind a desk and they go, clear, all right, we'll be back in three hours, and it's just they, they can't take it anymore. But anyway, I want to get your hockey question. You want to talk about Toronto's choke? Yes, because I am a Canadian fan. I mentioned to you a million years ago, the Canadians are by far one of the worst playoff teams Going into the playoff tournament, I don't expect them to go go on this magical carpet ride run. I mean, uh, but I don't know if you watch any of the series. Um, would you contribute that more to ter- just uh, Toronto choking, or I mean, Carey Price played. That's it. It's Car- it's Carey Price is what it was, and and I don't blame the the sort of the auspices of you know Toronto choking on the shoulders of Matthews and guys and Joe Thornton, but. Carey Price was phenomenal, and that that's why they're moving on. Yeah, he, some of the saves he made. I mean, that one, there was one saving. I think Game Three stuck his stick on like he was like pulling up the ghost of Ken Dryden. I mean, <laughs> um, listen, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not I'm not expecting much, but I mean, um, I I'll just end it by saying I'm glad I'm not a, a Toronto Maple Leaf fan because I really thought they were going to the at least get to the Cup or you know at least you know get through to the next round and play either Vegas or Colorado. Yeah. I think Colorado's the favorite. Yeah. All um, right, Charlie, anyway, I got it right, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I appreciate buddy. it. And by the way, Bruce Marshall usually joins us on Tuesdays to Talk Hockey. He's going to be with us tomorrow. we got a quick news break. Come on back. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Pope Francis has changed church law to explicitly criminalize the sexual abuse of adults by priests who abuse their authority. The most significant changes are contained in two articles, 1395 and 1398, which aim to address major problems and shortcomings in the church's handling of sexual abuse. The new provisions were released Tuesday after 14 years of study. Oil prices rose on Tuesday with Brent topping $70 a barrel as optimism grew over the fuel demand outlook during the summer driving season of the United States, the world's top oil consumer. Prices were also increased after data from China showed that factory activity expanded at its fastest this year in May. Prices were $34 a barrel at this time last year under President Trump. 
A chunk of space trash has left a hole in the International Space Station's robotic arm, but NASA and Canadian mission managers say the arm's functionality won't be impacted. USA Radio News. Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. As the United States is coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, many countries around the world are not faring as well. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. While COVID cases in the United States continue to trend downwards, Vietnam is putting aggressive restrictions in place to deal with a surge in COVID cases following the discovery of a new variant of the virus in that country. Vietnam's largest city, Ho Chi Minh City, has been placed in lockdown for the next two weeks, with the government planning to test all of the city's nearly 9 million residents for the virus. Vietnam has seen a surge of more than four and a half thousand COVID cases in the last month, more than doubling their reported cases since the beginning of the pandemic. As concerts and live music make a return to America, a concert featuring punk bands is slated to take place June 26 at VFW Post 39 in St. Petersburg, Florida. People who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 will be able to get a ticket for $18 in advance. People who are not fully vaccinated are being charged $999.99 for the same ticket. We are USA Radio News. If cancel culture and censorship continue at their current pace, there will be nothing left of the truth. The Epic Times was founded to keep truth alive. We ask the questions we think you'd ask. We check facts without regard to any political agenda. No one tells us what to cover or how to cover it. We have a special trial subscription offer right now. One month of the Epic Times and total access to our amazing online content for just $1. You'll find it at TrustedNewspaper.com. One month, $1. TrustedNewspaper.com. World leaders are pushing back on China's claim the coronavirus pandemic began in the wild. Some lawmakers are saying the cozy relationship between China and President Biden and his family may hinder the truth. House Oversight and Reform Committee's Congressman James Comer on Fox News explains. Well, I think the Democrats could also fear that the Biden uh, conflicts of interest with China may come to light. You know, the Democrats were very outspoken in their concern about Russian uh, relationships with the Trump family, with Russian business relationships, which we've all know now never were true. Those were conspiracy theories by, on behalf of the Democrats. Now we have factual evidence that China has, uh, you know, betrayed the United States trust in, in the worst possible way, but yet the Democrats don't want to get to the bottom of this. And I think that, uh, you know, the relationship with Hunter Biden in China, the fact that uh, during the Obama-Biden years, uh, they clearly gave China uh, a free reign to do whatever they want with respect to trade, with respect to uh, climate regulations. And now we've got, you know, pretty solid evidence that China played uh, the major role 
in creating this virus. And at the very least, they covered it up. They know a lot more than they're telling us. Right. And yeah. it's just uh, really disappointing the Democrats won't try to get to the bottom of this. Thanks for listening. It is well appreciated. For USA Radio News, I'm Lance Prime. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. we got another hour together. Coming up after this segment, we have Graham Shelby. He has a really cool documentary called uh, City of Ali, about Muhammad Ali. Then we'll have crazy, insane, ski-based jumper Matthias Giraud, new documentary, Super Frenchy. Which is what I gave a girl in the eighth grade at the dance. Woo-woo! I don't know. I'll be gas lit for that. Um, speaking of cower, <laughs> you know, the uh, Steelers had three coaches in 50 years or whatever. But Carlo Ancelotti, the very accomplished Italian manager who I've always been a fan of. I like his temperament. But you think about Real Madrid. Hey, here's Zidane. He wins everything. Now Zidane left. Now Zidane's here. Now he's left. Now Ancelotti's here. Now he's left. Well, Ancelotti went to Everton, and he was a bit of a revelation at Goodison. He almost got Everton into the Champions League. Um, but my friend, who's an Everton fan, started texting me at 5 a.m. Good thing I had my phone off. Panicked that he was going to leave. And I'm just looking at the text now. She says, it's bollocks. He loves Crosby. That's the neighborhood. Real have no money. But if he left, I'd cry for months. Oh, my gosh. It's in the Echo. That's the neighborhood. I'll be gutted if he goes. It's looking likely. I'm sick to my stomach. Next text. Oh, no, it's happening. I'm so depressed. I'm doomed to everlasting pain as an Everton fan. Then he's gone. I'm just in shock. I'm gutted. You can't blame him. Bigger club. More quality. I can't even function. I'm being hammered now by Liverpool fans. F my life. So if you think 
if you think these things don't affect people, they hella do. The only good thing for me is that means that Mauricio Pochettino won't be going to Real Madrid. But he ain't coming back to Tottenham. Come on, let's get real. We got another hour. Come on back. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you with the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. The double play! It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Welcome back to Sports Byline USA, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. 
It's our pleasure now to be joined by filmmaker Graham Shelby. The new documentary, City of Ali, is uh, going to be getting a national release this Friday as a Watch Now at Home Cinema release via, uh, via Abra Morama. And uh, Graham, uh, City of Ali, you know, it brings a, 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 lot, a, a lot of things to mind, obviously, and uh, the, the bluegrass state. How did this all come together? Uh, well, first, Rick, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, it came together because uh, folks in Louisville, you know, the experience of having the world come together to celebrate Muhammad's life in 2016 was just something uh, incredible. It was it was beautiful. It was memorable. It was emotional. Uh, and I, there was just this broad sentiment uh, in the city that we should find some way to tell the story of that leak from our perspective. Uh, from the perspective of the people who lived it uh, and and helped put it together, and so it it uh, you know a lot of people internally came together in the city to create the project, and then we got some outside partners to help us make it a documentary that could actually you know engage the world. It's it's an amazing uh, story about a man who boxed, uh, became one of the most famous athletes in the in the history of the world, and transcended. Sports transcended uh, what he meant to his race, what he meant to the uh, the Vietnam era, to to civil rights, and it's it's amazing how it just keeps going on to this day, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it's his his legacy is something that is going to be around for <laughs> for a long, long time. I mean, there's there's no historical parallel to Muhammad Ali, and because of just the way our our country and our world is evolving, there probably never will be. You know, I think about, too, about uh, Muslims in the United States and, you know, him going from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. Um, I think nowadays that wouldn't be anything that would be very shocking. But at the time, you know, outside of maybe after Lou Alcindor becoming Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, can you just talk about what a, a huge, uh, like, uh, gut punch what that was to white America? Like, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, clearly that was something that a lot of people were uncomfortable with, and that's true even in Louisville. One of our uh, voices in City of Ali is a local historian who said that there were um, a lot of folks locally who, you know, who were put off by that. But one distinction also is that it's not just white people exactly. That uh, what other voices we've heard say is that it was kind of a young, old, a generational split. The younger people were were less concerned about that. Uh, less put off by his his conversion, his change uh, name and, and faith than uh, a lot of older people were. That that the younger people uh, stayed with him the whole time to a great degree. And I think, of course, one of the other things outside of all the accolades and platitudes I mentioned is the fact that his personality he could have he could have been famous even if he had no athletic ability with the personality and uh, the humor and the insight and the wit that he had and being able to be a chameleon with Dick Cavett and uh, Howard Cosell. I mean, it was pretty amazing when you think about it. Oh, he he had world-class, like presidential level charisma uh, to the extent that, I mean, there are people who talk about like just feeling differently when he walked into a room uh, and making people, he could make people feel good just by looking at him or, or speaking to them for a moment. They would remember it for the rest of their lives. So, you know, the fact that he came into boxing, uh, you know, at the time when boxing was, you know, the, the preeminent sport in the country, if not the world, it really gave him a platform for that personality to 
uh, you know, to transcend sport and to you know touch a lot of people in, in a variety of areas of public life. A couple more questions for Graham Shelby, the documentary City of Ali. Uh, on the anniversary of his death on the 3rd, you're going to have a, uh, a private showing before it goes national on on Friday the 4th. And um, what is it about going to the actual city of Ali and speaking to so many members of the family and the mayor? And, and is, is it just a sort of, uh, you know, the, we know what the worldview is, and it's it's more of like let's let's get the actual insider's view here? That's part of it. I mean, our title really has two meanings. Uh, you know, City of Ali, on the one hand, refers to the actual city of Louisville, um, Louisville, Kentucky, on the Ohio River, where, you know, Cassius Clay grew up and Muhammad Ali came home. But it also refers to the global community of people, which is a billion plus, easily, uh, that Muhammad touched. And our movie is really the story of what happened when those two communities came together uh, in that incredible week in 2016. 100,000 people lined the streets of you know, the estimates are a billion or so watch uh, watch the events online of the day of his uh, of his burial. So, you know, we wanted to combine getting that inside perspective from family, from like you know his neighbor who uh, who knew him uh, growing up, uh, from other people who who had insights that really, you, you, even if you're a devoted Ali fan, there's stories you'll hear in this movie that you've never heard. Uh, combine that with the stories of younger people, people from other countries uh, who were present, who wanted to be there that week to pay their respects to the greatest. Yeah, no, that's well said. And a lot of people may, may not even know they're in Louisville. They have the Muhammad Ali Center and uh, trying to capture the, the inspiration derived from everything that he did. And also something that I think is interesting, uh, what, what he called the six core pl- uh, principles as well. Can you talk about that, please? Uh, you know, Muhammad. You know, Muhammad lived by a series of principles uh, that he, uh, you know, that he subscribed to, and that is part of what the, the Ali Center is really all about. Is about, you know, furthering his legacy because it, it's not, it's a, it's a wonderful, uh, it's not just a museum to his, you know, boxing career. It's really all about uh, their their motto is be great and do great things. Uh, they want to inspire new generations of people. My own son is involved in some of their youth programs, and they. they they do a terrific job, so we thought that was the perfect place to premiere our movie. Uh, and I encourage people who want to learn more about Muhammad to visit the center. You can go online to their website at alicenter.org uh, and find out more about them. And they have an Ali festival that's actually kicking off, and our our film is part of uh, you know part of that festival. Also, quick plug: while well, we are having a special event Thursday, an in-person premiere, anyone can be part of the. Uh, the virtual premiere, you can find out more about that at our website at uh, cityofali.com. You can watch online and take part of some special content as well this well, Thursday. Sure. And whenever, you know, you do, a, 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 as the kids would say, a deep dive into something like this, um, we all find out something new, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I never heard that story. I never heard that angle. I didn't know why he did that. What Can you share something that maybe that, that brought was, uh, was brought to light by this when you were uh, researching it? Oh, there's so many. Um, so let me just, I'll just throw a couple at you real quick. One is that, uh, so the NBA uh, all-star and Olympic champion, Alan Houston, uh, grew up uh, two doors down from the house where Muhammad Ali grew up. Mm-hmm. His mom and Ali were close friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the fact that, you know, Ali's, his humanitarianism wasn't just a thing he came to late in life. His very first pro fight uh, in, I believe, 1960, 
was in Louisville, and it was a benefit for a children's hospital. So this is something he did like a few months after graduating from high school, uh, and he still wanted to to lift other people up and use his boxing as a platform for that. Um, so those are just a couple of the many, many anecdotes that uh, came up in the research and that uh, we share in our film, Signaling. Very interesting. And then finally, the we all remember the, the moment at the Olympics when, you know, he had the Parkinson's and he was holding the Olympic flame and how that touched people who uh, of, of every ethnicity and, and every country and every culture and, and language. And then that's what made me think that uh, he is one of the most recognized people uh, of the 20th century. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and that's just an iconic moment that uh, no one who saw that and who, who knew anything about him will ever forget. So we, we tried to find a special place in our film to put, to place that moment. Uh, I think we did that. Uh, but we, you know, his whole story, his whole arc of being, you know, a kid from a, a kind of working class neighborhood in Louisville to becoming, you know, this global icon uh, to a champion of people uh, with Parkinson's and, and people all over the world in all kinds of circumstances. You know, it's just a story that needs to be told and retold and told from different angles. Uh, and this is the angle that we chose uh, in our film. And we're, we're very proud of it and excited to share it with the world. That's Graham Shelby. The doc is called City of Ali Thursday at the Ali Center. You can go to alicenter.org. And then, uh, courtesy of uh, Brahma Rama, that will be available nationwide. Once again, City of Ali. Graham, congratulations on the project, and thanks for dropping by. Thank you so much. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will come back on Sports Bar. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. 
Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. You know, exactly. over time, you know, the more and more you do something, Practice the better you get at it. Just like, you know, you Anything. didn't become this excellent at radio overnight. You Thank know, you. you know exactly when to say we got one minute left. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because I'm so good looking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Practice makes must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show on Twitch. Mr. Polite 01 says, hi, Ricky T. Well, thank you for being so polite. Hi. Yes, there is a video stream of me. Just go down to the stream and throw in a rock. Now, it's over there at uh, twitch.tv, and just look for Sports Byline. USA, beware uh, imitators, Sports Byline Russia. It's a bunch of dirty commies. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, sound like uh, that Penelope character that uh, Kristen Wiig had. I'm just kidding. 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 All right. <clears throat> you know, we've talked a lot in uh, recent years about uh, mental health with athletes. And before it was like a dirty little secret. It's like, what do you mean you can't hack it? I want all non-hackers out of my beloved core. Right? Rub some dirt in it, sport. What's wrong with you? Get on with it. What are you, weak? You weakling? You wimp? You P-word? All that stuff. Right? Well, fortunately, we're in a place now where you've had some NBA players outspoken about it. We talked about Kevin Love and DeMarcus, or I should say um, DeMar DeRozan and some other athletes. But I bring this up because of Naomi Osaka, who's basically the best tennis player in the world. And she's at Roland Garros. She's at the clay of the French Open right now. And before the French Open, she announced, look, I'm not talking to the media. 
I'm just not. And she said was to raise awareness for mental health issues. And so she played her first round match against someone named Patricia Maria Teague. She won the match and she didn't go to the press conference. So uh, she got fined $15,000 and she got a warning. If you do that again, you're going to get a higher cash penalty or we might throw you out of the French Open. We might throw you out of Wimbledon. What do you think of that? And the organizers said, quote, we tried unsuccessfully to speak with her to check on her well-being, understand her specifics of her issue and what might be done to address it on the site. And then uh, a French Open put out a statement. We want to underline that rules are in place to ensure all players are treated exactly the same no matter their stature, beliefs, or achievement. As a sport, there is nothing more important than ensuring no player has an unfair advantage over another, which unfortunately is the case in this situation. If one player refuses to dedicate time to participate in media commitments while the others all honor their commitments. Now, the thing is, I understand if she said, look, uh, I'm not talking because of mental health issues. I understand they're saying, well, what, what can we do? What, what can we do to help you? Is there something we can change? Is there, you know, what, what should we do? What shouldn't we do? And she's just like, look, I'm not talking to you. So I understand. I understand both sides. I don't think there's anything wrong with her getting fined. I really don't. Because those are the rules right now. Now, they did say to the French Open, quote, we individually and collectively have significant resources dedicated to player well-being. And in order to continue to improve, however, we need engagement from the players to understand their perspective and find ways to improve their experiences. End quote. And I get it. I do. They wanted to emphasize the importance of athletes speaking to the media. Remember Marshawn Lynch? I'm just here so I don't get fined. And allowing the players in the media to share their perspectives and players to tell their story and then stories to be told and stories to be written. So the facilitation of the media to the, you know, traditional TV, digital, it's a contributor and developing and growing the sport and fan base too. And Osaka said on Twitter before the tournament began, quote, I've always felt that people have no regard for athletes' mental health, and this is true whenever I see a press conference or partake in one. We're often sat there and asked questions that we've been asked multiple times before or asked questions that bring doubt into our minds and I'm just not going to subject myself to people that doubt me. All right, so that was Sunday. Now, unfortunately, today, she quit the French Open. She quit. There's something very serious going on with this young woman. And, um, and it affects her very badly. You think, what the hell? Just sit there. Who cares? She cares. How does it affect you? 
It does. I'm not her. You're not her. Maybe we don't understand it, but I think we should be sympathetic. So she put this out. Quote, hey, everyone. This isn't a situation I ever imagined or intended when I posted a few days ago. I think now the best thing for the tournament, the other players, my well-being is that I withdraw so that everyone can get back to focusing on the tennis going on in Paris. I never wanted to be a distraction, and I accept that my timing was not ideal, and my message could have been more clearer. More importantly, I would never trivialize mental health or use the term lightly. The truth is that I have suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018, and I have had a really hard time coping with that. Parenthetically, you remember Serena completely ruined her championship by swearing at the line judge and the foot fault and all that. And Osaka got the trophy in tears. Anyway, back to her statement. Quote, anyone, knows that, anyone that knows me knows I'm introverted, and anyone that has seen me at the tournaments will notice that I'm often wearing headphones as that helps dull my social anxiety. Though the press has always been kind to me, and I want to apologize especially to all the cool journalists who I may have hurt, I am not a natural public speaker and get huge waves of anxiety before I speak to the world's media. I get really nervous, and I find it stressful to always try to engage and give the best answers I can. So here in Paris, I was already feeling vulnerable and anxious, so I thought it was better to exercise self-care and skip the press conferences. I announced it preemptively because I do feel like the rules are quite outdated in parts, and I wanted to highlight that. I wrote privately to the tournament apologizing and saying that I would be more than happy to speak with them after the tournament as the slams are intense. I'm going to take some time away from the court now, but when the time is right, I really want to work with the tour to discuss ways we can make things better for the players, press, and fans. Any ways, hope you are all doing well and staying safe. Love you guys, and I'll see you when I see you with a heart. So this is a very conscientious person, and I, I feel bad for her. But one thing I want to get straight is that the French Open is not evil. What this is is this someone with a very special case, and the depression cannot be taken lightly because what happens? You, people would find out later. What, you know, what was wrong? Why would Robin Williams kill himself? Well, you're not in his head. The people that do that, they... It, it, you can't decipher. You just look, oh, yeah, you had all the money in the world. Why would you get? Because you're not him. And we're not Naomi Osaka. And she's been very evident. Huge waves of anxiety to talk to the press. It's too much for her. And you think, well, that's nothing bad. To her, it is. So, listen, if the 3,000th ranked woman did this, we probably wouldn't even know about it. But because it's the number one player in the world, maybe things will change. I don't know. But it just the French Open isn't evil, and she's not dumb. It's just a, it's just a sad case of things not working out. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back with Matthias Giroux.
24-7 customer service and guaranteed repairs, your progressive policy works the way it's supposed to. Unlike this stressful meditation guide. Take a deep breath. Focus on all the things you have to do. Did someone make the vet appointment yet? You don't know? That feels like something you should know. Switch to Progressive today. You are a mess. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Repairs through Progressive Network shops guaranteed for as long as you own or lease your car. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Hi, this is Ron Barr, and I've got great news for anyone suffering from ongoing pain due to aging, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Relief Factor is a 100% research-based formula that was created to combat the root causes of inflammation. Relief Factor is designed to address sore muscles, stiff joints, aches, and the general discomfort you may feel. There are four key ingredients, and each approaches the body's natural inflammatory response function from a different metabolic pathway. And they've got something special for Sports Byline Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. Head to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. Relief Factor helps to support a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort from the effects of daily living. And you can get yours at relieffactor.com or by calling 1-800-500-8384. Your life, your freedom. Get back to living at relieffactor.com. It's time for some straight talk. You've got real work to do, but everyone's sucking up the free Wi-Fi faster than a mocha choco double frap on ice. So be your own hotspot. Now with Straight Talk Wireless, get 10 gigs of hotspot data with the ultimate unlimited plan. Just 55 bucks a month on America's largest and most dependable networks. You don't have to find a hotspot. You are the hotspot. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy. saw Rick Tittle at the laundromat last night, and I was hella checking him out. I just kept staring at him, and he played like I wasn't even there. I 
be like that then. All right, enough of that. Welcome back to this show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to this show Matthias Giraud, and he's here to talk about uh, the uh, movie about him called Super Frenchie, and it's going to be released in uh, cinemas, uh, virtual cinemas, and video on demand on uh, Friday. He is a ski base jumper from La Belle France. Matthias, I know you were born in uh, Normandy, so when did you get down to the mountains? When did you start getting into all that? Oh, man. it was So my parents had a vacation home in the mountains, uh, so that's how we, you know, we'd go there. It was really our family home, even though we lived in Normandy. We'd spend every every holiday there in the mountains, winter or summer, right? And so that's kind of how I, I fell into the mountain world. And then later on, my parents moved to south of France, so we were closer to the mountains, so I would go there every weekend. But then they unfortunately had to sell their, their home because they couldn't afford it anymore. But by then, I got picked up by uh, a ski academy program through the public school system in the Alps. And then I just became a mountain kid by adoption, not by birth, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, as a Northern California guy, I would ski at uh, Tahoe. I never had money to go to like Vail or Aspen or Banff or anything like that. But for you at uh, Saint-Gervais-les-Bains, what was that like? Saint-Gervais-les-Bains. Saint-Gervais-les-Bains is this beautiful little, uh, um, you know, mountain town right in front of all of Mont Blanc. You know, a lot of people, when they think of Mont Blanc, the highest peak in Western Europe, they, they go to Chamonix. You're technically a little closer, mm-hmm. but technically the summit of Mont Blanc is part of the town of Saint-Gervais. And so you, you're looking um, at the whole uh, west face of the mountain range. And so it's, yeah, you can't escape it. You know, the town is at 3,000, 3,500 feet, roughly, about 1,000 meters, 1,500. And then the summit goes all the way to almost 16,000. So you have this just towering, magnificent mountain everywhere you look. It's just, it's just there reminding you of, of your place and who you are. <laughs> right. And speaking of Mont Blanc, or as we call it, the Matterhorn, you, 10 years ago, jumped off it. Could you tell? <laughs> that kind of got everything going, right? Uh, before that, I did the Eiger, actually. Ah, you I, did, I the Eiger Sanction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I completed the Alps Trilogy, ski base jumping of Eiger, Matterhorn, and Mont Blanc. And uh, the Eiger, I wasn't the first one to ski base jump off. We were, I think, only four guys to do it. And uh, so it was kind of like following the footsteps of, of my heroes, like Shane McConkey and JT Holmes and Jean-René Gavallet, who's a, a French ski base jumper and um, who inspired Shane and JT before me. Then after the Eiger, I was like, oh, wow, well, I got to go. I got to go do the the Matterhorn. That's the next logical progression. And then the Matterhorn, it 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 worked, but it was a really close call. I, I hit a rock right before jumping into the North Face. So it sent me kind of out of control, car rolling into the North Face. But I was still able to recover my parachute safety and fly back down the valley. And then after this, um, you know, it took me about eight years to finally get the. Uh, uh, the jump from the summit of Mont Blanc as well. So, you know, when you get into that kind of sport, it ends up being a truly a vocation, and it's a, it's a never-ending journey. You always add things on your list. <laughs> right, because it's their type of thing. And unless the people who don't know, BASE is an acronym. It stands for Buildings, Antennae, Spans, and Earth, or Cliffs. And correct me if I'm wrong, you only carry one parachute, right? Yeah, you don't have a backup. There's only one parachute, and so you you pack it like a reserve emergency parachute, like you would for skydiving. But when you jump off uh, a cliff or a building, you don't. If something goes wrong with your your parachute, you wouldn't have time to 
deploy your backup parachute anyway, so you only have one, and it has to be perfect. And then tell us about the wingsuit, because that looks so much fun, but it also looks terrifying, and I always wonder, how do you land when you're in the wingsuit? Well, the wingsuit, you jump off and you fly. It's actually, you know, it's it's not too hard. You kind of look where you want to go, and you just fly there, and then once you get uh, at the uh, minimum altitude, or I mean lower altitude, and you, you, you actually close your wings and you deploy your parachute, and then you can land safely flying a parachute. But I... I, I, wingsuit is fun. I enjoy it. You know, I might have a couple hundred jumps with it, but uh, ski based jumping, I think I, I prefer it. Uh, it's really more my craft and what I uh, really enjoy doing. Um, like, I, I like flying wingsuits, but ski based jumping has, it's actually a lot more dangerous than wingsuiting because you have a lot more variables. But the, I guess with both sports, you can make them as dangerous as you want them to be. It's, uh, whether, whether, you know, how far you want to push it, that's the question. <laughs> right. A couple more questions for Matthias Giraud, super Frenchy, coming out Friday. Um, when I look at, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, was it Luke Aikens from 25,000 feet? He, you know, he's on oxygen, then he's off oxygen, and he just basically lands in a net. Is that something that intrigues you, or did you think that was insane? Oh, no, I, I know Luke personally, actually. I've jumped with him several times. Uh, his drop zone is not too far from where I live. And uh, I knew he had it. He's, uh, he's a very skilled professional, and he really put all the pu- pieces of the puzzle together one step at a time. So I knew that, you know, he he didn't just jump out of a plane right you know right away, try to land in the net. He did some, some, some accuracy skydives and opening lower and lower and tried to target on how to get in the net and had all these... He had all these parameter, param, parameters and, and, and ducks in a row, and so he was able to do it flawlessly. And yeah, I uh, I was definitely um, anxious watching the, the video because there's no margin for error, right? But I knew he had it under control, and and that's the thing, you know, it's not it's not a slam dunk. It's a it's a journey. You have to you have to prepare yourself for years and to be able to to do things correctly. Otherwise, you might not survive. <laughs> yeah, I've had. Um Travis Pastrana on the show, of course, he was mostly known for his tricks on his uh, dirt bike, but he had a thing where he jumped out of a plane with, with no chute and, you know, a big smile on his face, doing some twists and turns, and then, like, whatever, halfway down, somebody handed him a chute, which, you know, looks terrifying, but for him, he's a thrill seeker. Would you call yourself a thrill seeker, or is that just too simplistic? No, it's completely simplistic. Yeah, I'm not as a thrill seeker. I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I'm not a daredevil. I accept the risk, mm-hmm. uh, but the risk is a variable in my existential quest. So. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. when I was in high school, I saw that Bond movie, The Spy Who Loved Me, and he's in that ski chase, and then he goes over the cliff, <laughs> and the Union Jack parachute deploys. I think that was th- <laughs> that was the first time I saw anything like that. Was that same for you? Uh, no, I, well, technically, that movie is what inspired my heroes to, to, to ski base jump. But I saw a movie when I was nine years old called, it was a French kind of cheesy 90s movie called Pushing the Limits. And that was the first time I saw ski base jumping images when I was, so I was nine. And right there after watching this movie, the, the level of commitment and risk taking from, from the characters in the movie was so compelling that. I knew this is what I was going to do with my life. I just had to pay my dues to be able to earn my spot within the, the that community. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what sealed the, the journey for me. <laughs> you talk about hitting rocks. What about you were on, was it Aigui Croche and the avalanche started? 
Oh, the Igikosh, yeah. So it's a, it's a peak outside my... So Megev is where then my family moved after. It's on the other side of the mountain from Saint-Gervais, where I grew up skiing. So uh, it's part of the same mountain range. And that is the beautiful amphitheater with maybe like a thousand foot space to ski. And at the end, you have, um, you know, 600 foot cliff bands. And I skied that line once, but uh, not under perfect, perfect conditions. So I wanted to ski with beautiful snow and perfect weather. And I went there with my friend Stefan, who followed me with a a speed flyer, which is almost like a, a little paraglider, so you could get an angle from above. And he hadn't snowed in three weeks, but that face is pretty steep, and uh, and it's and the snow is pretty preserved because it's in the shade. So I, I always expect, always prepare for an avalanche, even though it might not happen. I, I tested the snow, everything felt right, but as I skied it, we triggered a full-on Class 5 avalanche with, you know, a, over a four-foot deep fracture, and... Uh, but by then I was, you know, skiing 50 or 60 miles per hour. So I just jumped off the cliff, opened my parachute and I had these huge avalanches barreling down the cliff right behind me. So we, it's funny cause we always joked about, uh, oh, what if we trigger an avalanche? Well, we'll just, you know, jump off the cliff, open a parachute and fly away. And, you know, never thinking it would really happen. But that day we actually escaped, I actually escaped an avalanche by base jumping off a cliff. <laughs> That's incredible. Now in this movie, um, I know, uh, one time you didn't escape. It's right before you're just about to become a dad for the first time. Y- you did have a massive crash. And then uh, did you think about, you know, giving up? And uh, how perilous was that situation? Well, it's when you, you hit rock bottom, no pun intended, right? That <laughs> yeah, that, that, that your, your meaning and your ethos matters the most. And for me, uh, so I spent three days in a coma in the hospital. Uh, I had a double fracture in my femur, uh, uh, brain hemorrhage as well, and I, I couldn't fly home for a couple of weeks because my brain was bleeding, but then I made it home on time for, for my son's birth. But So for two weeks, I'm laying in the hospital, really pondering whether I should keep going or not. But honestly, I really questioned that only for maybe a couple of days, but I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really when you, you remember why you committed to this is it not only just worth it, but is it all meaningful to you? And he was still meaningful to me. And so I just knew that I just had to go back to basics, rebuild myself, learn from what I did wrong or what went wrong to be able to rebuild myself, to be, re-become the athlete that I wanted to be in order to achieve my, my, my goals. And, uh, but you know, it, there's a funny thing too. It's, when you're in the coma, obviously your your brain is still active, right? You know, you're not brain dead, otherwise you would be dead too. But uh, I I do remember all my dreams from being mm. in the coma, and I was just skiing powder and jumping cliffs and wow. stomping my landings. And so when I got out of the coma, there was there was no question about what the meaning to my existence is. Wow! And finally, you live in Bend, huh? That's like half desert, half forest, a lot of outdoor activity, right? Yeah, I live in Bend, Oregon. It's kind of like one of the spaces where you, you can kind of do it all here. It's, uh, it's a good place to be, but it's not necessarily the consequences of the Alps, you know, because the Alps are a lot more dangerous as a mountain range. I mean, just this year, we, we had 39 people die in avalanches in the Alps. You know, yeah. it's going on, you know. And so living in Bend is great because it's more like a mini golf terrain, but it's really, really cool, and you can do everything. So it's a great place to, to train safely, and then I can go and go back home, you know, every a few times out of the year under normal circumstances, of course, to go and, uh, and tackle my big, big projects. But, 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 but Ben is a great, uh, 
a, a great place to be in train. So. <laughs> great stuff. Make sure to check out Matthias Giraud. The film from Greenwich Entertainment is called Super Frenchy, and we've been speaking to Super Frenchy. Bon chance et merci beaucoup, mon ami. Yeah. Merci beaucoup. Bonne journée. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moi aussi. Come on back. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, my heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800 that's 800-410-4771. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media.
Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. We got a couple minutes left here. If you'd like to chime in, you better make it pretty quick. I was watching uh, comedian Sam Morrill. He's pretty funny. <laughs> He's like, they actually now have people that go door to door to try to get you vaccinated. He said, we have this miracle medical breakthrough, and now you got to approach it like Jehovah's Witnesses, but... He said the guy answers the door and he's like, I'm not taking no vaccine. It's got a government tracking device in it. And he said, uh, well, we found you at your apartment on a Wednesday afternoon. So you're not exactly Jason Bourne. Anyway, thought that was funny. Uh, one more thing. MLB is headed to court because all the small businesses in Atlanta are now suing MLB for moving the All-Star game. They're asking for $100 million in damages, and guess how much in punitive damages? A billion. Punitive damages is exactly what that says, punishment, meaning it has no monetary uh, correlation whatsoever. You know, when you talk about compensatory damage, you can say, look, we would have had this money unless you didn't ruin it, and you go, oh, okay. Uh, also, you need to be punished a billion dollars. So once you do that and say a billion, it, I don't know. I think if it was just a compensatory thing, you go, we were already and then you moved it and you suck. All right. But then you go, and a billion. <laughs> it's like with my friend, we were in a movie in high school and the the movie broke, you know, and he, they said, okay, we'll get your money back. He goes, I want to see the movie again, and I want my money back. And they're like, eh, it doesn't really work that way. Not too much. All right, thanks for uh, tuning in, and to everybody who uh, called in, and all my fantastic guests, like Super Frenchie, and we'll do it tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pack time. <laughs>